Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, the 15th of June. And as you know, at the end of last week, after Wall Street fell 6.9% in a night, our market fell 7.13% from top to bottom in three days. At one point, the VIX volatility index jumped 48% from bottom to top. So once again, we decided to sell everything and we have cashed up in our SMAs last Friday. That's $60 million worth of stock. It is what we are becoming known for, which is capital preservation, looking after our investors. And as of this morning, we are sitting, watching the market, wondering whether we have gone too early or whether the volatility pickup at the end of last week really was the precipitous moment that we have envisaged and that Wall Street is about to take another leg down. As I speak, the Dow futures are down 350 points and our market has been down 50, currently down 35. We're really waiting to see whether Wall Street gives us a positive or negative lead and whether this sell-off is caught or whether it turns into a downtrend. At this point, we don't know, which makes for a very interesting week ahead. Now, a word on cognitive bias. Cognitive bias is when you have a bias. So we've sold everything. So now we have a negative bias towards the stock market. And a cognitive bias means that you believe everything that supports your position and you dismiss anything that disagrees with you. So at this point, we should be writing about and highlighting all the negatives that we can in order to support the position, the radical position that we've taken of cashing up and dismissing any of the positives. Luckily, we've been around the block and we realize the biggest risk is that we do that. And therefore, we are more attuned to the market positives than we are to the market negatives. So we will be looking for things like volatility dropping away, the trend of the market turning up. These are things that are of most risk to us at the moment, not feeding the negativity. We could do that too easily and lose objectivity. So we're very aware of the positives in the market. And today I've listed a few of them. The most obvious one this morning is Larry Kudlow, who is the White House economic advisor, and he's always wheeled out to support the financial market. So in the face of the Federal Reserve telling us that we're not going to see a V-shaped recovery, his quote this morning is, I think we're off to the races in what will be a very strong V-shaped recovery. You choose who to believe, Trump's White House economic advisor or the Federal Reserve. I'll leave that with you. The other positive at the moment is the New York cases. You would think if there was going to be a relapse in the U.S. New York would blow up first, but their numbers are still falling. It shows you that if you do comply with medical guidelines, which is what sets the New York governor aside from the other states, if you do comply with medical guidelines, you can contain the virus. So even if it does relapse, they'll be able to pull it back in again, getting rid of public gatherings. And that seems to be the problem at the moment. On the negatives, is the number of cases in Brazil, India, Pakistan, Mexico, it being ignored. This this could create a two-tier world. You're either a COVID-safe country or you're not. And if you're not, the COVID-safe countries won't let you fly in. You'll be physically isolated, borders shut. Tourism, travel, accommodation, hotels, restaurants, the local economy, depending on your reliance on tourism, will be damaged if you are COVID unsafe, in which case we might get a two-tier world that could possibly last for years. And two-tier recovery profiles 
some V-shaped, some U-shaped, some L-shaped. And that's not just going to impact on local economies, but the global economy generally. So that is a concern that there are still case numbers rising in a, a number of countries. Uh, also, you may have seen over the weekend reimposed lockdowns in some areas of Beijing. And I've got the case numbers chart from the Financial Times in the strategy piece today. You'll see a sharp pickup in cases in China. Also, Tokyo has seen the highest case number since May the 5th. Trump also is running his first campaign election campaign in Tulsa on Saturday and attendees have been told that they're not allowed to sue if they contract COVID-19. It's making it hard for state governors if the president is refusing to wear a mask, which he's been criticised for, and holding mass gatherings or public gatherings in breach of medical guidelines makes it hard for the states to really clamp down when the uh, president is doing that sort of thing. Otherwise, 21 US states reported weekly increases in new COVID-19 cases this week and that's being blamed on Memorial Day gatherings which shows you the danger of big public gatherings. Some states budgets are falling apart so they have progressed reopenings ahead of medical guidelines to prevent big spikes in unemployment and businesses collapsing. Finally Fauci says blips of rising coronavirus hospitalizations could get out of control without robust tracing. There are a few other headlines around as well. Race riots in the US again. An Australian facing execution in China over drug charges, North Korea threatening retaliatory actions against defectors in South Korea, and some Victorian political corruption. All those, I think, are red herrings for the stock market. So the strategy summary for today is we are in cash in the SMAs. We are not in cash in the Marcus Today newsletter portfolios run by Chris and Henry. You can read in the newsletter what they are up to, but we are in cash for our investors in the $60 million worth of money we manage. Our first move has just been to avoid a precipitous moment in the market, which certainly had all the signs of appearing at the end of last week and may well continue from here. We will see. We think the risk is now very biased to the downside rather than the upside. After a 40.8% recovery, some sectors have been flying with their hair on fire. It's pretty obvious that we are now more at risk after the massive pickup in volatility last week of the market falling over then suddenly jumping again. 49 stocks in the ASX 200 triggered RSI sell signals on Friday. And Ben has been through 200 charts this morning for us and reckons there were something like 30 stocks that didn't have sell signals at the end of last week. We can't be sure if cashing up has been the right move. We can't predict the future. But from the emails we've had, we've certainly done the right thing in the minds of our investors who slept very quietly over the weekend or comfortably over the weekend. Important to say that we are open-minded about whether this has been the right move or not. We're not going to stand stubbornly on our position, cash at all costs, if it looks like we're getting it wrong. We're just going to keep reassessing. We're reassessing today happy with it today. We'll reassess tomorrow, the next day. We'll just keep doing that every day in our morning meetings every day, making decisions. It is not, we have not pulled out for a month, a week, a year, six months. There's no time frame on this. We have pulled out for now and we will constantly reassess whether we're getting that right or not. The chart setup we've seen is very similar to the one we saw in February before the market collapsed, which is part of the reason we've done that. And I've got a chart in the strategy piece today, which says, would you buy this stock? And you've got a stock that has dropped significantly and just bounced. And obviously you would say yes. And what the chart is, is a inverse chart of the ASX 200. In other words, it says to you, if you buy this stock now, it means, well, you'd be 
selling the ASX 200 now, which of course is effectively what we've done. Important to say as well, we're happy to hold stocks. Anything we think is going up, we'd be happy to hold. That might be anything. It could be staples or gold or notably today with the market falling, our technology stocks are holding up quite well. Technology has proven itself to be a defensive sector in the US. It may be developing that way in Australia as well. So we've got an open mind about which stocks we hold and we will be happy to buy stocks. We're not stuck on 100% cash. But just for today, we're happy not to be buying anything. The focus now is for us to keep all our watch lists running and look for the market and individual stocks bottoming. We're not sure what the next themes will be. And the point to make here is I'm not sure these recovery themes are going to come back quite as quickly as they did. Even if the market goes up, I think we've had a fabulous gain in the short term, but it's now being looked at in hindsight as a bit of a headless moment that we were buying travel and energy stocks with our ears pinned back. It's unlikely to be so easily repeated. So interested to see what themes, which is where the stock picking comes from, what themes develop as the market continues and whether we are going to be back into recovery themes again or whether the whole nature of the market is sobered up and is going to change. The next themes may well require us to reposition ourselves maybe into quality stocks or defensive stocks or stocks with bond-like qualities that have a yield we don't really know yet. Uh, The good news is that at the moment we're just taking no risk at all and there is no need in the current volatility to rush back in. The biggest risk as I say to our positions is a vaccine. We have to keep an eye on that. If it genuinely developed tomorrow, then we would be positioned incorrectly. And that's about that. Fascinated to see what happens over the next few days. Glad to be sitting here without an exposure, hoping that it doesn't all miraculously jump again. But uh, who knows? We will see. (laughs) 